So today, we're going to go into Love One Session 70. This was received September, September 9, 1981. 9-9-1981. 9-9-81 is 999. Hey, hey. And here we have 24 exchanges. It's a nice session, actually. Uh, there's some very important uh, questions and answers about higher self and time-space, <clears throat> which are some core metaphysics that we should be aware of. So we begin uh, 70.0, the greeting, a little bit in brackets. I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. 70.1, Don again, as always, asks about Carla. Uh, could you please give me an indication of the condition of the instrument? Ross says, we are gratified to say that it is as previously stated, meaning it had it is better than it had been, and they had stated that before, I guess, in the last session. <laughs> Don says, why do you say you are gratified to say that? <laughs> it's a strange question. Da-ra replies, We say this due to a sense of gratitude at the elements which have enabled this instrument to maintain, against great odds, its vital energy at normal vibratory strength. As long as this complex of energies is satisfactory, we may use this instrument without depletion, regardless of the distortions previously mentioned. So Ra is monitoring and helping in whatever way they can the various um, fields of energy uh, of Carla from physical, physical, mental, spiritual, <clears throat> which in- includes physical energy level, vital energy level, and um, perhaps others, the vital energy is normal now. Vital energy is more associated with will, and I would say a kind of um, unified body, mind, spirit. Um, it's a unified energy. It, it's an energy that partakes of a certain unity or integration of body, mind, spirit. Because my sense is that the vital energy, to a large extent, is associated with six, the six chakra um, etheric body. The etheric body or indigo ray body energy field associated with six chakra which is not just six, it's one, two, three, four, five, six. And that's the point is that in the seven-ray system of a human being, uh, higher chakra, higher chakras have the potential when the lower centers are unblocked or activated. Higher centers have the potential to manifest the integration of all lower chakras along with it. So that Six chakra activation may include, uh, may may occur with blockage in lower chakras, of course. It's very common. However, clearance of lower chakras, uh, one, two, three, and activation imbalance of four, five, love, wisdom, the blue-green center, uh, is the work to do. When the work is done, then the six chakra energy field or the consciousness that we can manifest by activation of six chakra, with that, with the work done 
on previous or lower chakras um, is an integrative manifestation or the manifestation of that six chakra activation then is integrative and integrates mind body or all or functions of lower chakras and so the rays they build upon each other and so qualities of fourth chakra um, the, the essential qualities of fourth chakra um, uh, are integrative or, or manifest a sort of integration of chakras one two three and so the mind runs the body and the spirit runs mind body and the higher centers uh, have a certain sovereignty over the lower but you know in 3d physical we may have blockages anywhere but uh, the vital energy in good shape uh, can compensate for weaknesses in the physical energy levels which are more associated with uh, first second third chakra energy fields while vital energy is more associated I would say with mind body and spirit energy fields uh, an integrative product <clears throat> it's the product of an integration of seven chakra development to some extent so anyway uh, she's okay and um, they were glad and appreciative of that 70.3 Don goes on the instrument has complained of intensive psychic attack for the past diurnal period one day approximately is there a reason for the intensification of this at this time Ross says yes Don asks can you tell me what is the reason please <clears throat> Ross says the cause is that which you are intimately is that with which you are intimately involved that is the cause is the intensive seeking for what you may call enlightenment this seeking upon your parts has not abated but intensified in the general case pain <clears throat> as you call this distortion and the various exaggerations of this distortion by psychic attack would after the depletion of the physical complex energy begin the depletion of vital energy this instrument guards its vital energy due to previous errors upon its part its subconscious will which is preternaturally strong for this density has put a ward upon this energy complex the vital energy complex thus the Orion visitor strives with more and more intensity to disturb this vital energy as this group intensifies its dedication to service through enlightenment so session 69 before this was uh, performed conducted August 29 this session is September 9 uh, about 10 days later and or almost two weeks later so they had rested and learned and integrated uh, understanding gained from previous dialogues previous sessions and moved through uh, the vulnerability in psychic attack vulnerability phase two psychic attack from Orion 5d negative entity and um, shored up their 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 strengths and resources and so 
this this is why session seventy um, is sort of uh, breaks new ground. I, I wouldn't. That's not the right the right way to say it, but it's a little bit. Um, they're they're a little bit more free of the storm. The storms have passed somewhat. It's a phase of uh, the storm has settled and gone, and they've walked out of that. Uh, what's the reason uh, for the intensive psychic attack? The reason is the fact that they're doing this work. That's the case in general living on Earth. This is a you know a world with uh, surface self. Uh, subpopulation and uh, powers and principalities, negative entities on the astral plane and Orion um, concern uh, and if you are uh, intensively seeking for enlightenment uh, or uh, offering service through enlightenment then uh you're going to be vulnerable to attack or there will be attack continuing and so uh, the cause, the ultimate cause for a certain amount of our of our of psychic attack or any attack that may come to us actually not all I mean we we, we are we have distortions obviously and therefore we may provoke attack or we may, you know, make wrong action, wrong speech that leads to uh, some kind of uh, response, uh, hostile response. But ultimately, uh, simply being in this world at this time, seeking love and light, and seeking to share love and light, exposes us to continual attack. Continual doesn't mean minute by minute, but... Uh, regular, ongoing, uh, low-level, high-level, uh, variable-level attack. That's just the way it is. If you intensively seek love-light and are committed to sharing love-light. So the cause is that which you're intimately involved with. Intensive seeking for enlightenment. Uh, but it's also service through sharing what Rock calls a dedication to service through enlightenment. Their seeking for enlightenment is a form of service, of course. So seeking one's own transformation, uh, sincerely, truly, is also a form of service, whether or not you talk to anyone or do anything in, in relationship to another human being. Because um, this portion of totality seeks to perfect itself that development um, surely radiate not surely but does <laughs> radiate love light uh, throughout the field throughout uh, totality just like every uh, every chain every the, the fluttering of every butterfly's wing is known by God this kind of thing and so their their seeking has intensified in response to negative attack they intensify their seeking that's very common you know uh, pain there's also a, a, a little teaching here on how the, the progression of pain pain that may uh, that may affect our physical levels 
after depletion of physical levels, work upon vital levels. Uh, working pain weakens physical strength, obviously, with physical uh, infirmities or any kind of long-term chronic pain not only weakens body functions and therefore physical energy levels, but after that proceeds to weaken vital energy levels, which means saps the will to live. Sap, S-A-P, or drain, the will to live. And that's what we see with chronic pain patients. That's what lots of people have experienced in injury, illness, long-term. Not only is the body more or less incapacitated and uh, the mind has pain and the body is not well but um, the spirit grows dim or the will the, the, the joie de vivre joy in life which is very much associated with will vital energy Elan vital, the uh, vital force which is ultimately vital, vital energy field which is very much associated with an integration of body, mind, spirit, or the first six energy centers and energy bodies, that will or vitality uh, or feeling for life starts to degrade. We don't, you know, people go from chronic pain to uh, resignation, hopelessness, to the desire to die. That's very common. And that's, that's the progression of pain, chronic pain, draining physical energy levels, going to vital energy levels, or depleting the will to live, the spirit to live. Um, And that's what Orion was targeting. But Carla, understanding, having a very, very strong subconscious will, uh, guarded herself from losing vital energy. 75, 70.5 Don goes on. I have an extra little question that I want to throw in at this time. Uh, Is regressive hypnosis or hypnotic regression of an individual past birth into this is of an individual's of an individual past birth into this incarnation to reveal to them memories of previous incarnations a service or disservice to them? Meaning uh, hypnotic regression uh, done for an individual uh, to look into their past births before the incarnation the memories of previous lives is it service or disservice is it helpful or not and Ra gives a very um, nuanced answer and says we scan your query and find you shall apply the answer to your future meaning Don was wondering should I or do it or not Uh, Ra said this causes us to be concerned with the first distortion in not infringing the free will. However, the query is also general and contains an opportunity for us to express a significant point. Therefore, we shall speak. There is an infinite range of possibility of service to service in the situation of time regression hypnosis, as you may term this means of aiding memory. It has nothing to do with the hypnotist. It has only to do with the use which the entity so hypnotized makes of the information so gleaned. If the hypnotist desires to serve, and if such a service is performed only upon sincere request, 
the hypnotist is attempting to be of service. So this is a, a breakdown um, of the hypnotic regression or time regression hypnosis treatment uh, phenomena from the perspective of the one getting the treatment and the one delivering it. There's an infinite range of possibility <laughs> of what, uh, how, to what degree hypnotic regression will be of help or of service. In terms of being of help, in terms of being of service, they're a little bit different. Uh, Don is somewhat asking, to what extent is it of help, not of service to me? Meaning uh, the, the quotient or quantity or purity of desire to serve and give and help and uplift. Uh, it's not really that he's asking. How much is it of pure service, such treatment methodology? But will it be of help to me or not? Will it be of help? Is it of help to people or not? Ra basically is saying that, first of all, there's a range <laughs> of whether it's of service or not, or of help or not. Um, it could be considered an, a way of aiding memory, which is a very interesting, simple <laughs> way of looking at it. Uh, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with the hypnotist. This is actually. Uh, I mean, Ron normally doesn't talk this way, <laughs> so I, it 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 stands out a little bit to me because. Uh, if we're talking about the degree to which it's of service to a patient or a person coming, yeah, I think it depends a bit uh, whether it's be, whether it's helpful to them. Depends on the the skill and development of the hypnotist. It includes that. It's not the only dependency, but it it the outcome certainly uh, includes the the input of the hypnotist. But Ra here is really saying the. the value of that of, of hypnosis hypnotic regression for the patient or the person coming for getting for to get it to have that treatment the value really depends on how what they what use they the person him or herself makes of the information and so some people use the information and get further distorted and some use the information and get less distorted by themselves in terms of service, and this is so it's not, you know, it's a kind of a mix-up here between uh, of service and of help. But in the case of the hypnotist, uh, the person doing it, uh, to the uh, looking along the line of service, the, the issue of service, if they, number one, desire to serve, and number two, offer their service only upon sincere request, then they are, yes, indeed, attempting to be of service. And so you see, this is actually very nuanced. What What is of service? Well, the desire to serve, a sincere desire to serve. Yeah, of course. Meaning, I really want to help because I like helping, and it's good to help. Good for me, good for you. Uh, not because I want to dominate you. <laughs> or steal your money but I like helping it's good for me good for you you know the old lady falls down in the street I want to pick her up I don't want to let her stay there and watch her on the ground I don't want that <laughs> for you and for me 
So the, the pure desire to serve, pure enough. And then, too, also service offered only upon sincere request, waiting for the call, not calling yourself. Also critical to understanding service. Then, can you say the, the hypnotist is serving? Ross said they're attempting to be of service. <laughs> and so that, that's another matter. <clears throat> they're attempting to be of service. They are acting in service, but in terms of what really was effective, Ross said, service is effective only to the degree it is requested. This goes another level, which we won't get into fully, but the nature of sincere request. There is sincere request of a person asking for help, but there's a spectrum in sincerity, uh, of sincerity, a spectrum in the manifestation of true sincerity. There is mixed intention. I want help, but there are certain levels of help I don't want to accept because I don't want to face certain uh, truths in myself, or I don't want certain catharsis, or I don't want to face certain emotions, or I don't want to surrender to that extent. I only want to surrender a little bit. I only want your help a little bit. So that is sincere but limited request. Then there's sincere and very profound request. And so service is effective only to the degree it is requested the degree of request is quite broad or a variable range. This also needs to be understood. And so when you really can see the mind of others, you can see the intensity or depth or degree of the request. And therefore, you stop when the re you, you don't fill, uh, you don't fill the cup, you know, you don't fill a, an eight ounce cup with a gallon of water. You fill an 8-ounce cup with 8 ounces of water, or 6 ounces, so there's a little space there. So, uh, the mind can be seen, the mind of those sincerely requesting can be seen uh, as to the degree to which the request um, truly uh, seeks uh, assistance, and not not fill again you know not fill a small cup with a, a great quantity uh, of, of offering and so we can certainly attempt to be of service but the the achieved service depends very much on the degree of serve of requesting the uh, depth of sincerity of the requesting the depth of sincerity <laughs> and the depth of the request for true assistance. So it's very subtle. 70.6 Don goes on, in the last session, Ross stated that quote, the path back from sixth density negative time space revolves firstly about the higher self's reluctance to enter negative time space. It was actually space time. Mistake there. Could you explain the higher self's position with respect to positive and negative time space and why it is reluctant, so reluctant to enter negative time space this is mistaken that it is necessary for the mind-body-spirit complex to incarnate in negative space-time to find its path back uh, clearly Ross says, in brief you have answered your own query please question further for more precise information 
sort of a confused question. The point is, it's in relation to the threat or possibility of Carla being lured, seduced, in a sense, spiritually, out of body to follow the Orion entity back to its own higher negatively oriented dimension, uh, which would begin with entrance to negative 5D, 5D neg- upper 5D negative time space, then higher self would at some point incarnate into f- upper 5D negative space time to continue evolving uh, and it would be a very difficult long path because she'd have to achieve um, polarity or uh, love light uh, development or the intense certain intensity of light associated with that high dimensional level on the negative path and yes higher self is reluctant to enter both time space and space time but it, the progression is from time space to space time from the disincarnate to the incarnate uh, Don unifies the question 77 70.7 and asks why is the higher self reluctant to enter negative time space process the higher self is reluctant to enter is reluctant to allow its mind body spirit complex to enter negative time space for the same basic reason an entity of your societal complex would be reluctant to enter a prison and so uh, negative time space is felt as a prison so the negative entities <laughs> negatively oriented humans who are listening maybe listening right now uh, the negatively or you negatively oriented humans um, have a prison in your mind and after you die you will go to astral prison and then if you're successful eventually you'll be able to harvest a 4d negative which is also like a prison including 5d negative also like a prison so you will evolve in prison for the next two billion years. Would you like that? That's where you're going. But higher self, who's beyond all of that, is reluctant to allow its mind-body-spirit complex, allow its um, emanation or projection, uh, which we call mind-body-spirit complex, to enter or to experience the conditions uh, of limited freedom and um, severe restriction that are associated with negative higher negative dimensionalities, negative time space, negative space time, and uh, that ends the discussion on psychic attack or the um, the dreadful uh, result that could have occurred if Carla followed that negative entity away uh, by unwisely calling for Ra while in trance state unprotected while unprotected in trance state such as the channeling class or group calling for Ra without the the protective ritual that they had done effectively so their ritual I'm not big on ritualism or white or black magic but yes, their effect, their rituals have been effective um, to strengthen the love light field and protect them. Uh, plus, the way they lived was very uh, purified increasingly. And uh, Carla was was better, well off now, as you can see, the vital energy levels back to normal. 
uh, and therefore this threat was uh, less likely than it had been but uh, it was a real danger if she had uh, out of body followed the negative entity and so in general be very careful who you follow who you make relationship with who you promise and make commitments to it's very important not that most humans are negative but um, when we agree to relationship we're agreeing to experience all they bring to the relationship <laughs> so whatever they are at the level at the personal levels or the um, the panoply of lower triad blockages for second third chakra blockages and associated distortions in their mind and life and expression uh, we are agreeing to when we make commitment to be in relationship with them sure we have our distortions too that goes without saying but if we're talking about what we get or who we're with uh, signing on to commitment committed relationship with anybody brings in its train the totality of distortions in mind associated with all their lower triad blockages and um, they may be high or low or greater you know mild um, but relationship is a careful relationship right relationship is another important consideration um, in our lives 70.9 now we have some questions on higher self which are very pleasant I say <laughs> Don says um, this is sort of a confused question also I think I have an erroneous erroneous concept of the mind body spirit complex for instance that I represent here in this density and my higher self in that I dot 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 the concept probably comes from my concept of space and time I'm going to try to unscramble it the way I see it right now is that I am existing in two different locations, here and in mid-sixth density, simultaneously. Is this correct? It's a good question. And Ra hits it out of the ballpark and says, you are existing at all levels simultaneously. It is specifically correct that your higher self is you in mid-sixth density, and in your way of, of measuring what you know of is time, your higher self is yourself in the future. So, uh, the threefold octave self, the uh, triadic seven dimensional vehicle uh, of mind, body, spirit, being this totality complex. Uh, is uh, the expression is our expression in the octave there are three points of uh, three points of coalesced identity uh, within the seven dimensional self in, in quotation marks self they really are seven dimensional vehicles of um, unbound sentience or in the, the logos itself because the you 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 are existing at all levels simultaneously who's the you huh? who is the you is the you uh, uh, body is your identity body physical body no is your identity mind process no is your identity spirit complex energy fields which what are uh, associated with um, non-dual consciousness or non-localized awareness 
or awareness of multidimensionality, or awareness beyond time and space? Is that awareness yourself? Or is that just um, a, a perception uh, that awareness uh, may have? Are you the perceptions? Are you what's being perceived, the so-called objects of perception? The, the one who's perceiving, is it separate from what's being perceived? Do you know? <laughs> Do you care? That's the you Ra's talking of. <laughs> the you that's free from all limited identities. The, the you that uses the seven-dimensional mind, body, spirit, beingness, totality, complex, the seven-dimensional vehicles, the, en- the seven chakra, seven-dimensional, seven-ray energy fields that are associated with our experience in the octave. That's, uh, that's, uh, that, that confers omnipresence. You're existing at all levels simultaneously. You mean I am God, or I'm I'm omniscient, or I'm not I'm omnipresent. Um, the you, the real you, is yes, but that you is not your sense of your your limited conceptual sense of self. As the uh, angry photographer said, uh, you the the you Gautama spoke of the self Atman, the self Atman is not of the five skandhas. True. Yeah. Sure. Right. Uh, self with a capital S or true identity, the true man without rank, as Lynchy said, the true agent, um, the one that experiences ahamkara or the sense of self, the one that fashions limited sense of self, that one is not of um, body or sensations in body, not of perception, it's not of thinking and fashioning concept, it's not even of awareness or, or dual consciousness. But uh, it's the one that uses the seven-dimensional vehicle. Who uses the seven-dimensional vehicle? That's the you that exists at all levels simultaneously. And then, dropping down, yes, it's specifically correct that higher self, or your higher self, it's not my higher self, it's higher self beingness, Atman, the beingness of Atman. It's It's not a personal possession. Though are there are distinct, um, there are distinct Atman beings, like there are distinct suns in the sky or stars in the sky. But you can say higher self is mid six density. You can say that higher self is upper six density. Is it six point four, six point six? I don't know. Is it related to that? I'm not. I'm not sure. But you can also say it's my future self. But I think that's silly because it's simultaneous. So, um, considering simultaneity, uh, we don't have to worry about my future self. I don't think, I just don't, you know, coming back in time from the future, I think that's very silly. But um, you are the seven-dimensional being. You are a seven-dimensional beingness. But ultimately, you are the one that uses that uses the seven bodies, seven energy fields, seven chakras uh, in the seven dimensions of the octave, you're the one using that. You are the one, (laughs) literally, the one that uses those seven fields. 70.10 Don goes on, am I correct in assuming that all of the mind-body-spirit complexes that exist below, in the levels below mid-six density, 
have a higher self in mid-sixth density is it correct? Ross says it is correct. So negative entities uh, and animals, <laughs> they're very similar. Negative entities and animals uh, also have a higher self. Uh, even though one rejects love and unity, the truth of unity and the truth of its nature, and the animal doesn't have selfhood, but lives in a kind of um, sinless, um, instinctual unity or, or unconscious unity, uh, both have Atman levels in, in their total beingness. 70.11, Don asks, would an analogy for this situation be that the individual's higher self is manipulating to some extent, shall I say, this is the problem word, of course, higher se individual's higher self is manipulating to some extent, shall I say, the mind-body-spirit complex that is its analog, you might say, to move it through the lower densities for purposes of gaining experience and then finally transferring that experience or amalgamating it, you might say, in mid-sixth density with the higher self. Which is one way of looking at higher self, that higher self is the god in the machine or the spark of divine light in the body, uh, manipulating us, moving uh, the counter along the board uh, through lower densities to gain experience, transferring it, amalgamating it, distilling and, and unifying it, actually, yes, in mid-sixth density, that that amalgamation, consolidation, distillation, unification, that very much does happen. Um, in fact, it happens after every lifetime. That's an uh, essential part of the, that's the metaphysical basis of life review. What is life review? Uh, defending your life in the room with a, an attorney and three judges? <laughs> in the movie it was, <clears throat> which is cute. Uh, but uh, life review uh, after death is not only um, conscious re-experiencing of the most significant events associated with consciousness development, soul evolution, of the incarnation, but also the distillation by that contemplation uh, of the essential um, significance level of that which has uh, of the of the change that has occurred, the change in the violet ray summary actually, or the the um, essential changes in consciousness or capacity to um, to trans to, to receive and transmit light, <laughs> intelligent energy. Uh, meaning level of soul evolution gained or not gained in the incarnation by the uh, way we met and handled the various catalysts or experiences of the incarnation uh, so uh, there is a distillation um, amalgamation integration synthesis after death and um, when the entity um, gets to the point of, sixth, uh, of higher self in mid or late mid sixth density, uh, that distillation, um, distillation integration synthesis uh, also proceeds after life review 
after every incarnation. And it is associated with the capacity to receive, transmit light, or the degree to which um, the seven-dimensional self is is non-obstructive to intelligent energy. <laughs> but <laughs> how does higher self work? Ra said, this is incorrect, that it's not manipulating mind-body-spirit complex. Ra said, this is incorrect. Higher self does not manipulate its past selves. It protects when possible and guides when asked, but the force of free will is paramount. The seeming contradictions of determinism and free will will melt when it is accepted that there is, there is such a thing as true simultaneity. The higher self is the end result of all the development experienced by the mind-body-spirit complex to that point. Uh, I want to jump then to 7012 and integrate that with the answer of 7011 and skip Don's question at 7012, which he's basically asking about uh, the ending of time and what about simultaneity. Well, maybe I really should. Uh, Don at 7012 asked that then what we're looking at is what we're looking at is a long path of experience through the densities up to mid-six density, which are a function totally of free will, and result in the awareness of higher self in mid-six density. But since time is illusory and there is a, shall I say, unification of time and space, or an eradication of what we think of as time, be careful, then... All of this experience that results in the higher self, the cause of evolvement through the densities, is existing while the evolvement takes place, since it's all simultaneous. Is it correct? And it, it, it's, that's right. So evolution proceeds um, uh, simultaneous to um, its completion. The completion of change exists uh, within the uh, occurrence of change. <laughs> change and changeless, time and timeless, linear time and non-temporal, um, eternal now, exist together. Ross says, we refrain from speaking of correctness due to our understanding of the immense difficulty of absorbing the concepts of metaphysical existence. That's associated with true simultaneity. In time-space, which is precisely as much of yourself as is space-time, all times are simultaneous, just as in your geography. Your cities and villages are all functioning, bustling, and alive with entities going about their business at once. So it is in time-space with the self. And that um, doesn't actually explain uh, higher self-integration or higher self relation to evolu evolving mind body spirit complex, but is a statement that begins a discussion on what is time space or how to understand time space. First of all, from 70.11, yes, of course, higher self doesn't manipulate uh, the evolving mind body spirit complex. The evolving mind body spirit complex can be called a past self, but if you understand that uh, time is illusory, uh, I don't think we need to use the word past self. The, the, the higher self in time-space 
or not obviously space-time 3D physical, uh, exists functioning, bustling, and alive now all at once. So I don't need to call it my future self, and I wouldn't consider my body-spirit complex its past self. And this is, again, in the Seth material, where Seth says that there are no past lives. From the perspective of higher self, yeah, there is no past lives. From the perspective of linear time, yeah, there is past, present, future. So there is the experience of linear time. Yeah, yeah, there is the experience of uh, trans-temporal, non-linear, unified, um, true simultaneity, timelessness. All now. Uh, no memory. Ross said that they go to seventh density, no memory. Both, both uh, are true. So time is uh, empty of substantiality. It's apparently real. Linear time, past, present, future is apparently real. Yeah. Uh, but it's essentially empty. It's insubstantial. It's anatta. It's sunya. But obviously it's apparently real. And uh, its illusory nature uh, doesn't, uh, is, not, is not a statement of, of non-existence. It's a statement of insubstantial uh, experiential existence, fashioned, composite existence. When the compositing or the fashioning of the ignorant mind ends, then time, the experience of time ends too. But higher self doesn't manipulate anybody. It protects when possible, it guides when asked, but the force of free will is paramount. It's a lovely line. It protects when possible and guides when asked but the force of free will is paramount. So it protects uh, as much as our karmic deservedness allows, our karmic merit, our merit um, allows it to intervene and protect. Uh, grace comes from beyond like higher self-intervention for protection. But that divine grace, which really is, a, you know, divine grace really is logoic intervention but higher self protection is a form uh, akin to grace yeah sure when 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 the the car rolls over on the on the uh, sawmill parkway and nobody dies uh, we call it a miracle the angels were working of course to make sure that the person didn't get harmed why because um, it was permissible karmically uh, by the merit of that soul, meaning their uh, achieved um, love, light, karmic, uh, you know, credit uh, to be to to experience the miracle or grace of um, non-injury in a devastating accident, that's determined by higher self and actually the lords of karma, and simply executed or um, put into operation by the angelics of the devas, um, but. Um, God helps those who help themselves and those who help themselves the most are the helped, helped the most so like the saying uh, for those who have much, much shall be given so develop much and much um, grace or protection or positive intervention can happen guides when asked yes, if you want help, ask ask yourself, you have a question, ask yourself yourself is your higher self uh, and the free will, the force of free will, the power of free will, um, runs the show. <clears throat> Higher self submits willingly, happily, to non-infringement or uh, respects the law of free will. 
that law is logoic, not made by the higher self. It's um, administered in the octave by the lords of karma, and then determined by higher self, and then put into practice by the de by the the devas or the angelics or the elementals, different levels of, of, of angelic force. But even higher self bows to the law of free will. Seeming contradictions, they're not real, they're seeming. They're uh, empty, they're illusory, they're apparent, but they're not uh, essential contradictions that we believe, we experience or consider of determinism and free will, meaning um, fated, um, you know, uh, billiard ball on the table, uh, lawful uh, determinist determinism versus um, I can do anything I want, I have free will, right? I can turn the, my head this way or that way. Um, the apparent contradictions or the contradictions that we um, experience in our uh, intellectual uh, activity seeking to reconcile. It's um, contradictions associated with um, misguided reconciliation in the mind, <laughs> trying to put these two things together. If everything is determined or everything, all, all action has causal consequence, uh, how can there be any free will? But the uh, level of contradiction <laughs> in mind, apparent paradox or experienced paradox, this falls away when we really accept, which is really heart chakra knowing and understanding, true simultaneity. But you really, you can accept it intellectually, but you can't know it viscerally or, or be in deep sentience <laughs> of true simultaneity until you get to seventh density. Only there, Ross said, they'll have no memory. But um, it can be increasingly sensed, actually. Higher self, then, is the end result of all development experienced by mind-by-spirit complex up to that point. So, uh, there is evolution that is the experience of um, linear temporal change or development of mind-body-spirit complex. That is the path uh, from third density to six. The animals experience it somewhat, but it's different because they don't have spirit complex fully. But 3 to 6, 3D to 6D is evolution of mind-body-spirit complex. It's just, <laughs> it's just a phase of development in the octave, you know. It's not the end of the game. It's not the only show in town. It's um, what we're involved in because we haven't left Atman yet. When you leave Atman, that game's over, or that game is not the only, seen to be not the only game in town. There are many other e essential uh, processes in the octave that are um, important or um, of divine, worthy of, of your divine consideration. Uh, but uh, higher self being mid-sixth density um, is the synthesis of uh, all evolution up to that point. And so in terms of time-space, Ra's answer at 70.12 indicates time-space, which really, um, you know, to us, to our embodied body, mind, identified sense of self here in the yellow ray shell in 3D physical space-time. Um, everything else other than that, other any other dimensionality, 
is experienced through time-space, including higher densities space-time. But that's just a sort of minor point. But Ra is saying that, um, number one, it's immensely difficult, immense difficulty, absorbing concepts of metaphysical existence. Metaphysical teaching to, to absorb <laughs> metaphysical concepts, meaning to really know them, deeply, deeply, not, not just intellectually bicker banter, <laughs> really become one with um, the reality of the concepts is immensely difficult. So we should understand that and not expect too much of ourselves or others. Then to comprehend time-space, which we'll go on a little bit more here, um, Ross says, time-space is precisely as much of yourself as is space-time. Actually, it's, I think it's much more, it seems to me. Ra really means, I think, time-space is um, precisely um, as important to your total self as you currently consider your space-time experience being critical to your yourself. So, we consider our physical material existence or experience, you know, uh, critical, um, very, you know, central, essential to our sense of self and our life. Our life is our life in the body in this world. Ra's really saying, uh, your life in time-space, it seems to me, Ra's saying, your life in time-space or your existence in time-space now is as important, is as much um, you as the space-time physical manifestation experience you that you um, consider um, the whole of your life. Your life, our life in time-space or our invisible life is as important and I would really say it's more important <laughs> in the sense that it's much more. There's much more to it than here. The seven-dimensional life uh, compared to the 3D space-time life, um, really the, the former is the greater. But I think Ra's really saying that uh, if, we under, if you want to understand your total self, um, the, ti the time-space existing at all levels simultaneously, the time-space uh, realm or the invisible, which includes all other dimensionalities, um, is surely as much as you, as much you, as the physical-based you, you're currently uh, considering to be the whole of you. And all times are simultaneously, just like cities and villages, all functioning, bustling alive, uh, at once. And so, in time-space, so. Uh, we are a multidimensional self, multidimensional beings, right? So there are other, the, the other levels of our self are all active now. Um, but you can see how veiled we are, <laughs> how limited, how little, the, the con how little conscious mind um, is compared to the totality of the seven-dimensional self or the seven-dimensional experience of self. So, 70.13, Don goes on, the higher self existing in mid-sixth density seems that it seems that is then at, seems to be at the point where 
The negative and positive passive experience merge into one, which Ra had said before. Is there a reason for this? Ra said, we have covered this material previously. Ra's getting actually a little tighter with Don in this session, I believe, meaning um, more concise answers and um, uh, kind of faster dismissal of what Ra considers not 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 pertinent or uh, that can be refined upon or, or is not necessary to say. Anyway, 7014, Don apologizes, says, oh yes, sorry about that, it slipped my mind. Now, if a positive entity is displaced to a negative time space, which they tried to do with Carla, I understand that the higher self is reluctant to enter the negative time space. And for some reason, this makes it necessary for the mind spirit complex to incarnate in negative space-time. Why is it necessary for this incarnation in negative space-time? Ra talked about this a bit, but it's a very good question. Why not just stay in what? Upper 5D negative time-space forever? Why move into negative space-time? And this is uh, the, the, the issue of the, uh, the polarized dimensionality. Polarized dimensionality. Uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth dimension being uh, polarized into um, a, a, quote, incarnate and a disincarnate phase, each being what, what's called incarnate space-time and disincarnate or before and after the incarnated phase of time-space. Why? Why is there such a setup? And why is it that, that in that setup, uh, higher self or souls or entities uh, continue to go into a space-time incarnated phase for experience or, or development? Why is that even happening? And Ra gets into this a bit, 70-14 says, Firstly, let us remove the concept of reluctance from the equation. Okay, So they had said reluctant, and now they're saying remove it. Then secondly, address your query more to the point. Each time-space is an analog of a particular sort or vibration of space-time. When a negative time-space is entered by an entity, the next experience will be that of the appropriate space-time. This is normally done by the form-making body of a mind-body-spirit complex, which places the entity in the proper time-space for incarnation. <laughs> this uh, is sort of restating what had been previously stated and really requires a whole lot of unpacking, which Don didn't do right here, and I won't do either, uh, the, the nature of time-space versus space-time, the purpose for there being that uh, polarity, the dimensional polarity, polarity of dimensions and the purpose, the, 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 the reason why the space-time incarnative phase uh, is critical to soul evolution in ways that time-space are not, or serves, serves the, 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 the polarized dimensionalities or polarized dimensions, three, four, five, six, serve a particular function in soul evolution that non-polarized dimensionalities wouldn't. <laughs> First of all, Ross said, remove the concept of reluctance. Okay, so higher self is not reluctant. So you see, teachers um, contradict themselves all the time. Ross said first, higher self is reluctant. Now they're saying, remove the concept of reluctance. 
Well, how can that be? Ra's really saying, don't get hung up on it. <laughs> and that's, you know, <laughs> Buddha is mind, yes, and there is no mind, yes. So, anybody who can't handle that's in the wrong place. Each time space is an analog of a particular sort or vibration of space-time. Uh, what this means um, is, is that there is um, car, there's metaphysical correspondence between um, time, space, and space-time, like hell is under the earth and heaven is uh, within among the clouds. Uh, the lower astral is under the ground, and the and the upper astral, like Devaloka, uh, is um, in in the atmospheric regions, the stratosphere, the lit, you know the, the atmospheric cloud cloud in the and the sky realm, the, the realm of sky and cloud is associated with the upper astral. That is a type of analogy, a type of analog of uh, time space astral to space-time physical. There's more um, in terms of um, states of consciousness and location, but that's another matter. Uh, in general, so, so there is, there is um, a, an analogic relation between non-physical and physical or time-space and space-time. Uh, in general, when an entity enters negative time space, like 5D negative time, 5D negative time space, meaning before or after an incarnation in 5D negative space time, after, I mean, it's normal <laughs> that entities, when they go to time space, after that they go to space time. The next experience is that of the appropriate space time. Okay? So that's the analogic nature of non physical time space to physical space time normally uh, it's the form making body the sixth ray sixth chakra indigo ray body energy field form making body form making energy field of us that places us or links consciousness into the appropriate body or energy field in uh, time, space, and space-time, both. So, actually, Ra was saying that the form-making body, uh, which is associated with higher self, of course, it's a six-chakra energy field, um, which, to a certain extent, um, determines incarnation. It doesn't really determine it, but it makes the appropriate body, energy, form, and field, and linkage from higher self into that particular body or energy form, energy field uh, of space, uh, of uh, time space, then it incarnates into space time. And so that's like what happens with harvest. After harvest or at harvest, entities are evaluated by higher self, by themselves, by their true self, uh, as to how much light they can take or how much. Uh, development has been made in the series of incarnations and their density, and whether they can or cannot um, handle the increased voltage of a higher dimensional, of higher dimensional activation. Higher dimensional, they have a fourth dimensional body already. We already have seven bodies. The question is whether 
the next higher body, like fourth dimensional, fourth chakra energy field, is uh, capable of the activation necessary for incarnation into 3D, a uh, 4D space-time. It is has the entity developed the seven chakra system, the mind, the mind-body-spirit complex as a whole, enough so that the next higher dimensional energy field, fourth dimension body, fourth ray energy field, green ray energy field, uh, can take the voltage uh, associated with um, the full activation needed to first live in 4D time-space and then incarnate in the analogic 4D uh, (laughs) space-time. So we're talking about um, capacity for energy uh, reception transmission associated with uh, higher dimensional energy fields or higher chakra bodies um, associated with how the mind has lived the life, how one has uh, responded to catalyst, uh, to what extent has one uh, developed the higher centers and unified or integrated mind-body-spirit complex through, uh, you know, (laughs) right living, uh, right speech, right action, right thought, and um, continued self-development during the incarnation. So, there's a long, long, long discussion of the relationship between time-space and space-time, but it's basically a kind of um, dyad, polarity, uh, friction. As Heraclitus said, conflict is the mother of all. It's a uh, frictional, uh, dyadic uh, pair time, space, and space-time, that um, is that generates a certain kind of fire, we can say, <laughs> or, or irritation, or dukkha, um, that's associated with a catalyst. It, ultimately, the duality of the, 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 the polarity of dimensionalities themselves, three, four, five, six, having these two phases of incarnations, time, space-time, and disincarnate, Time space, that itself is a catalyst for soul evolution, and that's um, conflict is the mother of all. <laughs> Heraclitus tapped into that. the The importance of instability and polarity as establishing potential for work. Without polarity, there's no work. Uh, higher self, you know, crystallized healer has no will. Higher self moves out of sixth density and has no memory. At that point, there's um, uh, logoic work only, and it doesn't proceed by conflict or polarity. 70.15, let me just see here a moment. You know what? Let us end here. Uh, it, it seems to me like higher self is, is, is like um, a mountain pond, a mountain lake. Coming down from the mountain lake are multiple streams. Each of those streams uh, is akin to um, uh, an individual or uh, apparently individual mind-body-spirit complex and their evolutionary stream back to higher self, through the densities, connection to higher self, and um, uh, 
condition as manifestations of a single higher self. Because there's more, because high, the, the, the mountain lake has more water, it has a certain quantity of water, and has a certain altitude or elevation, uh, it can exist, um, it, it, it has the capacity to manifest multiple rivers coming down the mountain. And those streams or rivers down the mountain uh, are of the same substance as the mountain lake, being water, uh, and have, in some sense, the same. They all they are many different streams, and they have exactly, in some way, the exactly same relationship to the mountain lake that is their source. Yes, I mean, you see, higher self in a certain way is an individualized collective or a collective individuality. The, the, since higher self lives in the law of one, or Atman is in the dimension of, of unity, uh, time and space uh, don't exist from that perspective, or true simultaneity, true simultaneity is perceived at that level of being. Uh, the many individualized mind-body-spirit complexes apparently evolving separately uh, or uh, in a linear way up through the dimensions in time and space uh, all enter the same uh, collective individuality or individualized collective called Atman. That's why you really can't say my higher self or your higher self. It's, it's really higher self level there is both individuality and collective um, nature conjoined at that point. So yes, the many enter the one, um, the one Atman that um, basically um, is the source and um, guide of the many. In the, in the same way that we have a sense of self, uh, with the body, and we have um, relatively, you know, we have autonomous but coordinated uh, organs and limbs and uh, biological systems in the body. They're, they're, uh, the pulmonary system and the uh, circulatory system and the nervous system and the skeletal structure, uh, they are uh, they're both autonomous and uh, coordinated, integrated in one, and and becomes the body. Something like that. <laughs> um, next time, next time we're going to get into some very interesting comments about wanderers, and and more about time space a bit, but wanderers and UFOs. And there is a bunch of. Uh, there, there's a bit of uh, questioning here about UFOs, um, but that's, uh, I think, a good point where we can end for today's reading. It's very important to understand higher self. It's very important to understand time, space, space, time, the, the polarity of dimensionalities. Uh, more so, I think it's important to understand how to make good use of higher self. And the 
um, answer that Ra gave at 70.11 is really critical. Of course, higher self doesn't manipulate. It will only protect when possible. And if you want protection, it, it behooves you to understand the parameters of possibility of higher self protection. When is it possible? When is it not? Why is it possible? And why isn't it? What makes possibility? What, what allows higher self protection and positive intervention? And in terms of guidance, it guides when asked. So you can say that it's always guiding when it asked. You're always getting response when you're asking. Asking you shall receive. There's always reception, we can say, when there's calling for guidance. The question is, do you understand it? Or have you put it into practice? If you don't understand it, uh, you ought to try to understand what you have been given. If you do understand it, you ought to put it into practice. If you understand it somewhat and put it into practice somewhat, you ought to examine the consequences of having put it into practice and see how well you put it into practice or if these are consequences um, supportive of what you want now or where you want to go now. Uh, but there are many people who've received far more than they've understood or made effort to understand and they've received far more than they've put into practice and they put into practice hesitatingly or grudgingly or reluctantly or partially so if you want something <laughs> you ought to check to see whether you got it or not because you might have it but you're neglecting it because you you think that it'll come in a certain form but it won't it's already here you already have it people have so much um, information but very many very commonly people read something and then don't really make effort to understand it then they don't really make effort to apply that understanding to themselves and to their life to the way they relate to their own mind process to the way they relate to other people to the decisions in their life so if you want well-being uh, there's lots of help available from higher self there it does guide when asked but uh, have you heard it have you understood what you heard have you really understood what you heard and to what extent are you applying it if you sincerely seek um, you will continually have but then you have to sincerely seek to uh, understand and apply and that's a different matter but higher self um, you know the kingdom of heaven is within and um, the 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 bright sky in the kingdom of heaven is uh, illumined by Atman so higher self or Atman is is the light in the sky uh, or the the freedom in the sky the the wind in the sky and the kingdom of heaven within um, it's up to you whether you want to make make use of it next time we will start at um, 7015 um, question really about wanderers and then we'll continue with some discussion about UFOs
and a little bit more about time-space. And that would be the second half of session 70. So thank you very much for being here. I wish you all well. Take good care of yourselves. Really. See you next time. Good night.